The Way to You, Podcast 309. Do you find yourself thinking your existence is a bit drab? Are you just thinking of things, that, trying to think of things that might make your life seem a bit better? Does it seem like an over-routinized monotony where every day just takes on the appearance of another and your life is passing you by at the rate of knots in a grey blur? Yeah, well, you're not alone. A lot of people feel like this and live lives of quiet desperation, which ultimately just wait on the final curtain to come down. And it's a pity, really. It really is a big pity. When you think back to your youth and your aspirations when you had blood coursing through your veins at the excitement of what you might get into all the possibilities and then you arrive at a certain point in life and realize that maybe not very many of those possibilities have materialized and you settled for second or third best and the very humdrum nature of life the routinization just means that even if you've got a nice routine it just the distinctions just get blurred. Well, I was listening to a podcast earlier by Russell Brunson, and he was talking about this particular problem and saying that he found when he went away somewhere new for the first time and did different things when he was away, these things, these occasions, these trips became very memorable. But it was only the first time he did it that would stay memorable. That actually, the nature, the nature of one's being is that even if you like going back and doing things, repeat, it takes on a routinized nature once you've done it once. But if for the first time everything seems fresh, it seems necessary, and you take in every sort of sensation you have, every possible sense of the occasion, because it's new, and it's the newness which creates that. And it's special, because it's out of the ordinary. It's not part of your humdrum, ordinary existence. And it's memorable, and it has those characteristics of being novel, out of the ordinary, i.e., in a different space to how you normally operate and it's memorable and he calls them event horizons and he was talking about you know his theory about of event horizons and how these things actually break up one's life into manageable parts because you get from do it, having an event horizon like this, a change, you know, which reflects not just in what goes on in your head and your heart, but probably in what goes on physiologically as well, because you're engaged more. Everything's fresh and it's it's immediate and it's necessary. Whereas if you do the same sort of things a second time, it becomes 
Oh, you you turn off a part of yourself. I think you just stop paying quite so much attention because the newness, the freshness of it, isn't quite so much. And it's very nice. It's still very nice, but it doesn't quite have that magical quality. And if you can have, say, nine or ten of these event horizons throughout a year, then it makes your life just so much better. And it doesn't have to be a holiday. It doesn't have to be a big trip. You know, just go on a day trip to do something that you haven't done before. That can, that can be it. It doesn't have to cost you. It's just a case of breaking out from normal living, you know, every every few weeks and just going and doing something that has an effect on you um, in some way. It, it impinges on you and it's new and you get taken out of the ordinary way of living, you know, even if it's going to visit a museum you've never gone to before or an art gallery or an old an old villa or something, you know, going and looking around ruins. As long as you haven't done it before or you haven't done it for a very, very long time, then, you know, it operates as one of these significant occasions which make your life seem so much more palatable when you have them there because you're sort of breaking out of your the prison of your routinization. And, you know, okay, your life doesn't have to be awful for you to feel like that. It just has to be humdrum. But for a lot of people, their ordinary lives are humdrum because they've accepted second best. Necessarily, you know, it's not really anybody's fault. They're necessarily there because that's the circumstances of their life. And the bills have to get paid and the family fed and stuff. So, you know, people do settle for compromises when it's like that because they have to live. And I'm not making any moral judgment on it, but is it really any way to live a life just to feel quietly desperate? I suspect not. You know, and if you can break up the, the routinization which stops the feeling that life has sort of different things going on in it, because one's mind is pretty much switched off except onto an automatic pilot because it's so familiar um, and one's unconscious is recording everything and it knows what's going on but you know it's, it's not getting novel stimulation now the corollary to this is that if you're always pursuing new experiences that had that certain quality that were very poignant and impinging on your mind, then you wouldn't be able to take it. The overload of new sensory experiences would be too much. You'd burn out with it because the mind can only take so much novelty and, you know, bombardment of loads of things that happening and great experiences before that too becomes too much because you get a system overload and there used to be something referred to as travel a traveling a traveler's problem back in the old days that 
people who were on the road for a long time, you know, with backpacks on, very often they get sick while they were away, and this is very common going around places like India, where there is a constant bombardment with new sensations and experiences. And people would get sick. And they said it wasn't so much because of the food they ate, but because the mind would just suddenly get overloaded and give up. And once that happened, you know, the newness of the experiences and stuff stopped being a positive thing and became a negative theory thing and one would say oh no more no more inside oneself and therefore returning to familiarity and staying still would actually act in the same way as an event horizon as much as it would provide a welcome relief from all the newness so you know you've got to be careful to get the balance right um, and not overdo it but I think that's that's all food for thought because obviously you want to have a good, as good a life as possible, as as flourishing a life as possible. So, you know, it's worth noting what Russell Brunson said and see if you can't make your life a bit better by having a few of these, a few more of these um, occasions happening. Um. Yeah, that's about it, really. I hope that's of value and interest to you. Um, thank you for listening as ever, and hopefully catch you on another call. Bye for now.